Yo, what's up, Black Nod Dilator? Number. Hopefully, it's past 100 at this point. I'm, I'm hopefully we need to get like we've been a po- this has been a this has been a podcast for like two years, and we we barely have like 70 episodes out. Today is 71st. And I was like, how the fuck can we not release more episodes? I was like, and we have a lot of episodes, we just don't release them. Yeah. Which is like the funny part. But today we got the man, you're literally California man. California, the California riff man. Have you done a podcast before? Yeah, I did Axe to Grind and I did the Homie Aces podcast. Okay, okay. Because I, I should, I should, I was going to listen to, I was going to do my research, but I don't want to do the... What I call the Ricky curse That I listen to a podcast And then when I do it I'm like I know everything I wanted to ask no, And yeah. nothing really Like nothing really good Comes out of it But we got man Justin Nutt <laughs> Justin Nutt from uh, Dead Heat Paranoia uh, Dead Human Garbage Some Polly I think I'm pronouncing that. I don't know if I Some Polly Some Polly Live Lovesick and uh, many other bands, past yeah. and present. Past and present, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we're live from where the fuck are we? Cerritos, like a random park in Cerritos that Heritage looks like park. that look that looks like England. That looks like fucking. That looks fucking crazy. Um, you wouldn't believe it's Southern California. But um, how you doing? Chilling, man. It's a nice day out. It's a it's a windy day. It's kind of chilly. It's fucking cold. I'm gonna get sick for the second time doing this podcast. <laughs> but um, you're born in Orange County. How was how was how was how was it be, uh, growing up in Orange County? Well, I grew up, I uh, grew born and raised in Anaheim, and then I lived most of my life in Anaheim, and then moved to Garden Grove, which is like pretty much next door, and then did like all elementary school, and then from elementary, me and my family moved to the Inland Empire, and then from middle school to high school, I was in, in I was in the Inland Empire. You uh, you got siblings? Me, yeah. A uh, little sister and then a big sister. And so you were like the. So did you get along with them? Yeah. Well, yeah. me and my sister were always like arguing, but she's cool. <laughs> but my little sister, she's she's chilling. And you, so you had a lot of time to play the guitar. Yeah. How'd you pick up a guitar? Uh, I picked up guitar from Tony Iommi. Just like listen to Black Sabbath a lot. How'd you get into Black Sabbath? Shoot. Just watching like music videos online, and then Headbangers Ball, and then. My stepdad would put me on to like music, so mm. he put me on like Black Sabbath and Metallica, and then from there on, I just like did my own research. Were you raised by immigrant parents? Or? My mom's Chinese, yeah. So she immigrated from Vietnam because a lot of Chinese people before the war moved to Vietnam because land was cheap, so they like buy farms and shit. And then the war happened, so her family escaped. So my mom, my mom, my uncle. Uh, they like so the whole family escaped, went into a refugee camp in like Germany, and then uh, or Thailand, sorry Thailand, and then half my family, but pretty much all my family went to Australia, and then my mom and my uncle went to California. Damn. So yeah, Damn. And my stepdad, who's my little sister's dad, is black, so he like put me on to like a lot of like cool music. So oh shit. Yeah. Okay, and uh, so your your mom's older, right? She's so, like 55, yeah. Okay, that's not that old for like yeah, going through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I asked that because I was like, um, what, I mean, it explains a lot that you had a step that like, got, got you into music. Yeah. Because usually being raised by like immigrant parents, it's a little bit like. They're not like that, yeah. Yeah. Did, did your mom like you being into guitar or like likes what you do now? She, for at first, so like she did, did like, she kind of like, like post punk and like stuff like Duran Duran, like Billy Idol when she grew up. Yeah. So she liked that type of stuff, like. Flock of Seagulls, but like guitar music, like she, 
before she didn't really care about me playing guitar she just supported me with it because like she's just a dope mom but like when i started trying to tour and stuff she like got like a little bummed out she's like what are you doing with your life and i was just like fuck like, what am i doing with my life yeah but i was just like i just want to do music and then my, my big sister kind of like helped me out with that she's like mom like just let him do what he wants like with that let him try it out he's like he's young like you know yeah. like it's like a life experience which is true and then she supported it and then once i went to europe is like once once i played sound of fury first year and the second year and then went to europe is when like she was like oh wow this is like crazy so, yeah has she seen uh has she seen any bands live my bands live no she saw well when i lived in the ie i played with uh some acoustic band with my friend kevin yeah. for a solo project and i played bass for that and then that was that's the only time she ever seen me live but for dead heat no the only my only sibling or yeah, my only sibling that's seen me play live is my big sister because mm-hmm. we played new york with crowbar and uh municipal waste and she came to that show damn yeah. do, do you ever think how lucky you are that like that like your parents are like your mom went through all that and then now you're here like 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 in a country where you're able to like do this shit. hustle and like figure your way around and make something that you want to do work yeah like i'm thankful for my mom she understands now you she, probably would have been in vietnam right now or somewhere some shit, yeah, somewhere the jungle shit. <laughs> yeah like you would have been like <laughs> that's crazy yeah yeah th- i mean that's cool because uh that you're like yeah you're first generation in doing this yeah you know what i mean because i was i was talking it always takes like a couple generations down like you know what i mean for like for people to get the gist of it mm-hmm. and then they're like oh okay and, like because everybody in hardcore for the most part it's like that's like comes from like i don't know plc or whatever yeah yeah it's always like oh it takes like a couple generations for someone to get it you know what i mean like the first generation is always like the the demo and then the second generation all right maybe something happened by the third generation it's like oh, the kid you know it's like americanized practically yeah. but that's cool and uh what was your first real ba- what was your first band ever first band ever well in middle school to high, well, in high school like i tried to start a band with like two of my friends two of them like they're twins and like they got me into like a lot of metal in high school and like middle school but they're like leagues above me like instrumentally like they're like so good at their instruments like one one of the twins played bass another twin played guitar this guy jack and ryan and like they put me onto a lot of stuff and like i look up to ryan a lot because he was like really good at guitar mm. so i like try and take lessons from him and like we try to start a band and like we didn't know what to do so we just stopped and then once like i graduated high school and like i went to, i started going to shows like junior year or not sophomore year of high school and then consistently kept going. And then once I met a couple of friends from like going to shows and like Pomona at Latin Juniors, like all the IE dudes, like I met all the run amok people and then the drummer Paul hit me up to play and mm. on, as second guitar and then that was well, the first real band. Well, at a young age where you're already trying to be good at guitar, like you were not doing it just for fun. Like here, like I'm gonna play in a band. Or you were already like, I gotta get good at this. When I was younger, like I think like 11, 10, 10 or 11 like i was just playing it for fun and then i got into a lot of like melodic death metal like bands like at the gates and like darkest hour and that's when i was just like all right like i want to be good like mm. good good that's still pretty young yeah like to have that mindset mm-hmm. interesting and 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 besides uh besides uh your older homie was there anything else any like like big like like guitarists in bands that were like oh i want to be like that dude or stylistically more so? Stylistically, it was always Tony. And then 
honestly, yeah, the dude, or one of the biggest bands in like my childhood, and still I still listen to him today. It's like this band called Children of Bodom. Mm. The guitarist Alexi Lejo is like he's a god, like, R.I.P. But yeah. he was really good at guitar. And then fuck, I can't name the guitarist because he quit during that time. But it was like one of the guitarists for Darkest Hour. He was like one of the other lead guitarists. He was like really good, but he's not in the band anymore. Okay. I, don't, I don't know his name, but he was really good. And then there's another band that I used to listen to a lot because I found them out from Music Choice from Time Warner because that's where I found out most of my bands. It's a band called The Absence. Two of the guitarists in that band, they were like super good guitar. Like those, those like main group of people were the people I'd always like obsess over and like watch how they play guitar. What what about melodic like metal like are you drawn into? Like what about it? Like what like I know for I know a lot of people who are into guitar like it, mm. but what like from your point of view, like what's what makes it special? My point of view is, I feel like a whole melodic death metal song, just melodic song. It sounds like a solo. That makes sense because you know, like when like, bands they have like their song and then they have the solo part and it sounds all intense, like a whole melodic like death metal or just melodic song in general, and, like metal wise, sounds like insane. It just sounds epic. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like every there's like mad harmonies. Like even when they have solos, it sounds crazy, but at the same time, it's just like it's adding on to an already crazy song. It mm -hmm. just made, it's just like for me, it just makes sense. Okay. So, And uh, were you, and was that the first, like, that was your gateway metal, basically? Like, metal music and then melodic death metal, and then from there, or? I guess my gateway music was, like, heavy metal, like, like, like. Black Sabbath, Judas Priest. Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, yes. Iron Maiden especially, and then, like, for faster stuff, like, Metallica, and then, like, Anthrax and stuff, and Exodus. And this was all your stepdad? Like, that got you into, that, like, the beginning? Yeah, my well, my stepdad got me into Black Sabbath and Metallica because he showed me Master of Puppets, and then he showed me the song Black Sabbath from Black Sabbath. And then from there on, I just... That's when the internet was kind of coming around, like, LimeWire. Yeah. So, like, I would just, like, download songs, and then, like, that's when Headbangers Ball was still... A thing like the 2005 one, or like the one with Jamie Josta, or yeah, Jamie Josta. Well, he didn't really like, yeah, actually, yeah, Jamie Josta, yeah, because like I think from middle school, from elementary school to middle school, and a little bit of high school, like me, my one of my friends growing up, this dude named Eric, we'd always like we liked the same music, so and he's one of my best friends, so like we'd always like I'd always go to his house, we'd play like World of Warcraft, and then like his computer was right next to his TV in the living room, so we would just play games and then watch. Like Head Spangers Ball. That's how I found out about like a lot of hardcore too, like Agnostic Front and the, like Mad Ball and shit. Oh, okay, okay. So, and so when you when you started going to the shows in the IE in Pomona and then you, when you joined Runamug, did you even like like really like hardcore? Because I don't think you have you ever been in a hardcore band? Because I don't even. I'm dead. He's not a, like a real hardcore band. Runamug was. Okay, yeah, yeah, but like, have you ever been a part of a band that you start that's like a hardcore band? No. Because yeah, I, I joined Runamug and then me and Chris wrote like a demo and then another part but starting a hardcore hardcore now so you're like a metal guy who just like fits in a hardcore like social much, yeah well yeah. like for me growing up like i always like obviously metal but like hardcore shows compared to metal shows the scenes like more involved in a sense like metal out here like it's like pretty involved like in the underground scene like all the dudes like everyone all the people that do born for burning they're like awesome they have their own community and like everyone else but like the big gist of like metal is like too like big yeah to like have like you know yeah. like in hardcore like like going out shows in IE like once I kept coming around people like recognized me and like I'd recognize them and I'd chop it up with them and I was 
most of those people are like good homies to this day still. And like in metal, like when I go to metal shows, even back in the day, I would just not try to talk to anyone. I was just there for the band. You know, I was there for mm. more of the music than like the people. And mm. hardcore, I'm there for the people, the music, and just like having, like having a good time. Like yeah, that's your time. that's your social time. Yeah, that's, the yeah. true community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Metal is way too big. Yeah, metal is way too big. Um, but after Running Mug, what what'd you do? Well, during you, oh wait, how was the specific story that you, they asked you to join Run Mug? Uh, just Paul hit me up because he found out I played guitar and he was just like, "Hey, you want to play second guitar in Run Mug?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Mm. So I had like I finally like this is when I finally had like a like I had enough money and worked enough to like buy a full setup, like actually like a nice head, like a good cab, and I had like a nice my first quote unquote like nice guitar was an ESP LTD like Eclipse. C1000 and like that was one of the guitars I've always wanted because like watching all these bands and videos like use it like animosity they would use like yeah AC1000 so I was like fuck I want that so got it he found out I had a good setup he knew how to play guitar and then hit me up and I jammed with him and then we just played and then like it was funny because when I went to the first band practice I only knew how to play in like drop tuning I mm. never played standard tuning and then like I was playing guitar and then like Paul and like the other guitarist David was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm playing guitar. He was like, well, that's not our tuning. I was like, what you guys are tuning? They're like D standard. I was like, what's that? <laughs> and then like I fucking found out and then learned. And then since then I don't play drop at all. Just every band I play in is like some type of standard. Damn, so, that's crazy. Yeah, so they put me on. Damn, and uh, how long did you how long did you play in Runamuck? Played in Runamuck for my timeline's like a little wacky, but I think for about like five years. Oh, five years. Five years, and then we played like one last show. It wasn't like a last, last show. We just stopped playing altogether because during that time is when I would go up to the Bay a lot to hang out with like the Bay homies because when Runabuck would play up there sometimes, and like we got to know all the Bay dudes, and they were all sick, and like they liked our bands, we liked their bands. So my homies in like that band, Bad Times Crew, like Jaffe and like, Theo and shit like oh, yeah. they approached me they're like hey like we know you like Marauder and All Out War would you be down to like playing a band with us and that style I was like yeah cool and then it was the first lineup for Hands of God was Theo Jaffe the homie Adrian and then Elliot Elliot oh. wrote like everything until we both left so he wrote the demo and then he wrote the single and then a song on the EP so and then uh, why'd you leave I left just cause just driving up back and forth to the bay was like too much oh, okay. that's when uh, Dead Heat started around that time too like so Hands of God was starting I was like playing just solely that and a little bit of run amok for like two years and then Anthony hit me up to start Dead Heat and then we started Dead Heat and then once that he started getting traction, because we just started Dead Heat just because like we just wanted to start out like a crossover band. And then you guys really didn't have the intention of like, oh, this is gonna like we're gonna push this. No, really. Like we'd like we'd like me and Anthony wrote the first song Dead Heat together, and then. So Anthony started technically like the idea of Dead Heat. Pretty much, because like me and him would talk back and forth about like, you know, like because we both like thrash and like playing playing guitar and shit. So he like DM'd me randomly one day he was like hey like would you be down to start like that thing we were talking about and I was like what thing he's like oh like you know like Chromax Leeway 
like violence type, like Bay Area thrash meets like New York hardcore type band. I was yeah. like, oh yeah. And then we did. And then like, I was MIA for a bit in the demo writing process because I was doing a lot of Hands of God stuff and go up to the Bay. And then he hit me up, Anthony hit me up, would always like check in with me like, hey, like we finished the demo, like let's just jam. I was like, yeah, 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 like, I'll come through. And then like, I kept like lagging. prolonging it, yeah. like lagging. Yeah. And then he finally was just like, yo, the demo is done. We're about to record. Can you like come to practice? So I was just like, yeah, like I'll, like I'll meet up. I don't know why I was like being so like adamant on not like going to practice. But then when we finally went to practice, like he sh- I met all the dudes in the band. There's only one person I didn't know was like the OG drummer that sucks. And uh, I met everyone else. I knew Chris and Brando from going to shows. And then we did the demo. And then. So for a second, you could have not been in Dead Heat. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. Honestly, think about it now. Yeah, like, I fucked up. Because I was talking to a chick up there, too, in the Bay. And I was like, concerned about that. And then, like, that stopped. And I was just like, fuck, might as well do this. <laughs> yeah, you could have easily, like, you could have not like, been like, oh, you know what? I can't do this. Yeah, and right now, like, you would have not been in Dead Heat. Yeah, you could have been like, fuck off. And, I mean, you're like, like you and. Uh, Phantom Vocals name Chris, Chris yeah. You guys are the only Only members right The only like Original members Yeah Anthony Recently departed Cause he just Wants to do like Focus on On himself and shit Which is like fair So But honestly like Dead Heat 2.0 is like Pretty awesome Like Vince Is like a Oh yeah It's, it's, a, it's a good lineup But just It's kinda like It is crazy to think about Yeah 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 Like, yeah. like, the, like you're the like you Because you're right now You're like the biggest Like the, the hardest bone That he has Yeah Right like the strongest asset that's crazy Wow And um So Hands of God ended Started Dead Heat Well then end I just Me and Elliot We both Why did Elliot, Elliot leave? Elliot was leaving Cause he was just like Uh Like more concerned about work And like life and shit Which is fair Like everyone I feel like all My homies that leave That I play bands with That leave Most of the time Is just for like Bettering their lives Yeah So Elliot left And then He was like Doing his own shit With like work And like getting like a new spot in like the Bay Area and then I left because the drive was too much and then that's when Dirt and X joined the band and then those two just made it like 10 times crazier yeah made it uh, crunchier crunchier yeah yeah and then uh, so Dead He starts and then I think Dead He was the only thing he had for a while right yeah right at that point like No Hands of God Run Amok pretty much non-existent and then yeah, I was just doing Dead Heat solely. Still yeah. am, but like I didn't have any side projects then. Were the members kind of like, tr- like, well, since you said it was Anthony, but were the members kind of like, you guys are trying to have like an, a specific image? Because I remember the first time I saw like the the, the Dead Heat one, uh, the Dead Heat one, it was like you guys all look like uh, like just straight up rockers. <laughs> like all the ro- all like the hard all the people in hardcore that are rockers yeah. are in that band. Yeah, it was like, anyway. I mean, well, obviously me and Anthony were like just. Cause like the music we liked And like we're the main writers Like we looked like that But it was like Unintentionally like Not trying to be rockers just, Like like you said Just like all the dudes That like that type of shit Just joined one band Yeah And then Until, yeah. Even like the photo Like the original photo Like it's nice and crazy But like the film That was used for that to, I don't know if it was Taken on a film, uh, film camera mm-hmm. It looks like grainy It looks like 90s Like it looks like a 90s movie Yeah I think it was just Our photographer He just I he, think, knew, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. The first yeah. one who did, like, certain death promos, the first LP, was, um, well, actually, the first person who did took photos of us was Kiabad, and he's just a good photographer. And then the other person who did the next round of photos was Nick Samayoa, and then 
for World at War was our friend Josh Vega. Okay. So, and then uh, you joined Human Garbage way later on, or during? Kind of during, cause like, so I asked Yogi to be in Dead Heat, cause like me and like Dead Heat would play with Human Garbage a lot, and sometimes Runamuck would play with Human Garbage, and then me and Aldo, I met him going through shows, and then me and him start becoming homies. Same with Yogi. And then I saw Yogi play drums. He's like ripping it like crazy, you know. So I hit him up. I was like, yo, you want to play? I'm like, yeah. Dead Heat. He's like, yeah, I'm down. Dead Heat 1.0, how long was that a thing? 1.0 was like, like we've been a band for seven years now. So 1.0 was, 2.0 started in 2020. So 2.0 has been two years strong at this point. Okay. So, so. You, so you guys were 1.0 for five years? Yeah. Whoa. And then, yeah, although hit me up randomly was just like hey like would you be down to like fill in for human garbage yeah. I was like yeah cause like one of the members couldn't play so well, well, well bringing it back a little bit more before I like, skip too much you uh like so you guys were a band for like five years right mm -hmm. and I feel like up, up to Denny 2.0 I feel like when you guys were able to like move the wheel like faster if that makes sense like yes. you guys were definitely like going somewhere it just felt like mm -hmm. I don't know like I think kind of like yeah, going back to it, I think the thing that popped us, the demo, when the, we dropped the demo, it was cool. It popped us off. It got us noticed. And then when we recorded the demo, we had two extra songs that we just, like, wanted to sit on mm. just to release later. And we're like, all right, like, the album, the demo's been out for, like, six months. Let's just release the last two songs. Yeah. And then those two songs kind of, like, pushed us farther because the homie Bob, Bob Wilson, who does, like, FYA, he heard, he heard the demo, but then when we dropped the two like single tracks that's when he liked us more and he hit us up and was like hey would you guys be down to play FYA in Florida I was like dude yeah and then if Bob honestly if Bob didn't ask us to play FYA we wouldn't have done our first full US tour that like kind of helped us get out there you know? okay so, so then we did that and then right before, right after that we did the um the split with Mind Force and that's what got us even bigger okay because okay. that's when we wrote Pay the Toll and that's like a big song was Mind Force already like popping at the time or you guys were but you guys were both like under the under kind the of on the same level like we were like pop, we were popping out in the west coast and we have a little we had like a little buzz in the east they were popping on the east and had a little buzz in the west okay obviously like Mind Force is like a monolith now they're huge yeah but like we both like came up at the same time okay so it was awesome they're like our brothers so and then, so you guys release, so you guys release AP two songs to that little tour for FYI, mm -hmm. leading up to FYI. How long ago? How long after you guys release your? Did you guys release an EP before that, or was that the the so record right before Certain we, Death? Right before we went on that full US and played FYI, we finally dropped the split with Mind Force. Yeah. And then after that tour, after FYI. That's when we we're just like, all right, let's start writing for Certain Death. Yeah, okay. So then we wrote Certain Death, and then our homies in Richmond, uh, one of them ran a label called Edgewood, and they approached us, and they're like, yo, like, would you guys be down to like, do a record with us? So we're like, all right. So we wrote Certain Death, and then from Certain Death, it got us, like, it pushed yeah. us even more. But I feel like our biggest point on getting pushed, pushed was when we dropped the last album, World of War. Yeah, 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 so. of course. Because World of War, it kind of, I feel like it made you, like, more of a bad. Yeah. Like, not like, not like, not in a derogatory way, but, like, it made you, like, okay, this is, like, a bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could, like, 
Like a legit band You know what I mean Like yeah, that could support And like do things You know what I mean Not just like Not just a big In the hardcore realm mm-hmm. That makes sense Sort of like Drain Yeah Where it's like Now they're like Okay now you guys are like A band Yeah breaking boundaries Yeah 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 But um What I mean uh, Leading up to The record Certain death Was that At that time Were you guys like Okay Like we gotta make Something out of this At yeah. that point That's when like We knew we had Like some type of Like fan base And like traction going So we're just like Let's finally write an LP, make it as best as possible, and then. Because yeah. everything about that record, I, I, I like, because I, World of War is so good that I forget a certain death exists. <laughs> but certain death is like, I mean, the the artwork is so good. I mean, Anthony drew the artwork, right? Yeah, he did the he painted it. That's crazy. Like that was talented. Yeah, he's, like he's that, a really good artist. Like he's just naturally talented. Mm-hmm. But um, what were you listening at that around that time that inspired you to like the riffs that inspired? So for certain death. I like the whole band helped kind of rearrange or like arrange the songs. I wrote one full song, the song End Incomplete with the guy from Violation who did guest vocals. Mm. But most of the writing was like pretty much Anthony because like this was when I was working a lot. Oh, okay. So I couldn't really like sit down and like, you know, like actually put in, put in. And he was working too, but like at that time, the most, the whole band was in the 805. Oh, so like I was the only one not in the 805, 805, so they could meet up and like write and shit. So. During that whole time, Anthony was like, and me too, but mostly Anthony was listening to like Venice Thrash crossover, mm. like No Mercy, No Mercy, Suicidal, obviously, fucking Excel, uh, Excel, oh fucking <laughs> Wasted Youth, the different Wasted Youth, like the Thrash Wasted yeah. Youth, and like he'd put all those elements in that, and he was listening. To, we were all collectively listening to the same like New York hardcore shit and like yeah. you put a lot of crumb suckers in there okay so that was like the vibe of that of certain death and then we actually covered cause Taylor he recorded the first record and second but the first one he was like hey you guys should do a cover and we're like oh we're gonna cover uh Corrigion of Conformity and then he's like nah don't do that do crumb suckers mm. cause you guys already sounded like that and mm. he told us to cover Trapped and we took the we took it and we're like yeah we'll do it and then did it ever feel weird that you're like not from, not from Oxnard and you get a repping hardcore? Nah, because like the band, it's like for me in any band, it's like like obviously Human Garbage, SFB. I'm not from there, but I've been there enough. Same with Oxnard and like if the whole if the majority of the bands from there, yeah, then that's where you're repping. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. but like from your point of view, it's like damn, like this is like I, like I don't yeah. know. They just it must be weird. I could I could rep hardcore, I guess, because like. First off, the OG said I can, <laughs> and like I'm in a band that's like helping push the oh. movement of Nardcore. Yeah, well, you guys are like the biggest Nardcore band in like years. Yeah, years since like In Control and like Violation, because like Nardcore is like basically every, any 805 band. Yeah. So like it starts from like the edge of the valley, all the way up to even slow. Yeah. But the core of bands from Nardcore, like obviously from like Oxnard and Ventura and like Santa Barbara and shit, See, mostly Oxnard. But I don't like. I'll never rep Oxnard because I'm not from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I'll rep Nardcore because, like, I don't even like rep it that hard. I'm just like, oh, yeah, Nardcore. You know? Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm part of. So. And uh, how old were you when Certain Death came out? Fuck. I think I was like. So this, how long ago did it come out? 2018? 2018, so. This was. 29 now, so. 25. Yeah. So, okay, Certain Death was like, you could say your first legit, like, okay, this is your first. Yeah, major record. Major record because not for everyone in that band, that was the first LP we've all written. Okay. Like none of, all of our other bands, like Chris and was in a band called Treacherous Skin, which was awesome. 
but they only did the same shit as us, like Run Amok and other bands, like just like demos and like small EPs, but and splits. But then like we finished writing Certain Death, and like we all like hung out after, and then Chris walked up to me, he's like, "Damn, like I never thought I'd like, write an LP I was, like, mm. either." And, like we're all stoked. And so then, like at 25, where you're like, where you're kind of a little bit like, oh, well, like I'm writing my first LP, like. This might be my only chance to legit make it in music. Yeah. Did like did that kind of like made you a little bit more nervous? Like it's like damn, this might be my only chance. No, because like the whole, my whole thing with music too is like making it's awesome, but like I just do it just because I want to. Yeah. And like if people like the music, that's awesome. It means like we're doing a good thing. But like if the whole band is like happy with the outcome of what the record sounds, then like that's all I can like be really happy for you know okay if my whole life was just trying to like think of like oh i hope i make it make it then like and i get let down from that no i mean i don't i i mean i know you're in a lot of bands but i'm sure you like that's not the goal yeah but there is also like that like there, yeah there's what if like yeah. that like I, I could like probably mm -hmm. like, like you know like make this like a full-time job yeah for sure i mean was that that was that like a little like was that in the back of your head or like a little like a little for world for world at war for world at war definitely because yeah Certain Death it was like, oh, like now we have a record we can like tour on, and like we got hit up by like, we did a honestly all the, every tour Dead Heat's done I've been happy about because like it's been bands we like mm. and they've been bands that are our homies too, so like yeah like, there was like a small sense of like oh yeah I can like tour off this and like make some money and like potentially make this a living yeah and then like we kept touring off Certain Death and like we were like doing cool stuff but then we're just like ah oh, it's like to me personally in my eyes certain death is more of like a ep because like there's like an interlude a cover and then we had we re-recorded a song a demo song and then we already released two of the lp songs on like a promo thing and then there's like a couple other like newer songs yeah but like world at war is like i consider like our first but technically is our second but Every song on that record's like new. We wrote, yeah. we're like, all right, this is a World at War song. Yeah. Not like, oh, re recorded. Well, technically, we paid the tolls re recorded. But yeah. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, get what you, you mean. mean. Yeah. yeah. And so. uh, be between or before then, you joined upon Stone, right? No, so uh, during the time of World at War when we were writing it, Axe um, was like one of my good homies, and Wyatt, another two people who like can like vibe with me on like melodic death metal and like, black yeah. metal and stuff like that like me and Axe would always talk about doing a band and then he finally hit me up was just like hey like you like you down to do this I'm like yeah and then me him and Wyatt like wrote Wyatt's a drummer right uh, yeah. yeah he's a good guitarist too and like it's pretty much That's like talented actually. Talented. I don't know I don't know him at all but I was like when I saw him I was like yeah. he's like one of the few people that I was like oh my god mm -hmm. I was like son of a bitch that's fucking, good that's yeah. crazy and like I already knew X was like a good guitarist and then like so for like the EP of Upon Stone the first thing we ever dropped I wrote like a little bit of it and like helped like structure but the main portion of the writing was Xavier and Wyatt okay because they're just like insane musicians and like I'd come to like writing practice and then X would be like hey check it out you already have like he's really good at like home recording so he'd show me like a whole section of a song. Like, what do you think? You think it's like good? You think it's bad? I was like, dude, this is amazing. Is there any mm. feedback? I'm like, it's like for me, like, if, especially if I'm in a band with someone, if the riff is good, the whole like section, I'm not gonna try and change it up. Like, it's already good enough. Yeah. Know? So. And, uh, and you're not in a punk zone anymore, right? No. So during like after the EP drop, 
I was like in the process of moving to the Bay Area. So I moved to the Bay and then we had like a band talk and they're just like, well, we're gonna start playing shows like more and like you're in the Bay and like we don't want you like driving back down and forth. That's like a lot of money. Like it's true. So I was just like, we like did like a fair departure. Cause that okay. was, it didn't make sense. Why did you went to the Bay? I moved to the Bay just like, I've always, well, for like seven years, six, seven, six years, I'd always go back and forth and hang out. And I love the Bay. I still do. But I just like wanted a change of pace. And like my friend, my friend Brody hit me up. He's like, yo, I can get you a job at this, my coffee shop, Side Glass Coffee. And like, I got a spare room that's like super cheap in Oakland that you can rent. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm still young. Might as well try it. Yeah. You know? So I did it. I liked it, but it wasn't like, my band, like, Dead Heat was doing a lot still, and, like, me and I started another band called Paranoic, and, like, they were doing, we were doing stuff, like, we dropped, like, a demo, and, like, we want to write more and stuff, so. And my family, like, is all down in, like, L.A., Orange County, so it's just, like, makes sense to move back. Don't you think if you would have, if opportunity would have came knocking at the door, you would have been in the hands of God? And maybe Dead Heat would have not been, that, that opportunity, because it sounds like a great, like, nice, like, plan laid out, if that would have happened a couple of years before, you, prob- you probably dead. He would have not gotten pushed, or dead. He would have not been where it's at right in now. In a different life, in yeah. a different universe, multiverse shit. Fucking yeah. If I, if I moved up to the bay and stayed in the bay, then yeah, I would just been full time hands of God, and dead. He would have been like, I probably would have been a dead. He yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so. And uh, paranoia is that like a a real band, or is that like a, just a fun project? Fun project slash real band, like when we can, because are you gonna be in a band? I mean, it's going to be bad. Are you guys going to play live shows? Yeah, so hopefully we'll play a live show, like, soon, like, the next month or so. But that started because me and the homie Ian, like, during the pandemic, and before that, like, we got closer as homies. And then, like, we were talking about, like, doing a band together. And then, like, we both really like Slayer. So we just met up and, like, just wrote Slayer, like, early Slayer shit, because no one really touches that shit. And then he hit up Sam... Boston to play drums and then from then on we got our homie Corey to do vocals and sing on it and then we dropped the demo and then it does that but we can't play as much right now because Sam is turnstiles drum tech yeah, yeah so he's always gone yeah so it's just like fuck Sam is also like in a billion bands yeah he's in a billion bands too so yeah. Yeah, command and like blazing eye and shit blazing eye yeah. uh, warfare uh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Sam's fucking sick. Yeah, Sam's one of the coolest people. But um, yeah. Well, is it like, are you guys confirmed to play a show or? Hopefully in January, we're talking about like the homegirl Kim. She's got to help us book a show, but it's just falling up and like actually. It's gonna be like a hardcore, like 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 a hardcore realm show, or is it just gonna be like straight up something like just straight up metal. Just straight up like yeah. metal, like nothing. For now, like we just want to do metal stuff because the music is just metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. no, but like I mean, like in the hardcore realm, meaning like like, like playing hardcore. Yeah, stuff? like a punchstone, paranoid like type gig where it's like hardcore fools and like a metal setting, or is it gonna just be like a whole like metal promotion, like metal show, metal? We want to mainly play metal because it's like hard. Like obviously, like I love paranoid to play like hardcore shows or like a good hardcore show, but like. Some hardcore kids just don't, you know. Yeah. Just gotta stand around like watch. Yeah. And not like actually enjoy it. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. You. I feel like a good like debut show would have been that Savalvo gig. That'd be cool, but at the same time, like Sam just came back from tour, so like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but that would have been that would have been. been I'm excited to see you guys because yeah, Yeah. the band's definitely good. It's definitely special. Thank you. And 
Urans, oh fuck, so, so how you pronouncing it? Like some Pauli, some Pauli, whatever. Some Pauli. Some Pauli. Yeah. And uh, you were hit up, how, how, how did that come around? That was like at a random, because like me and Big Brian, like we've been homies. And it's funny too, because I was supposed to fill in for Zimpali or play live for Zimpali before the like the pandemic. Yeah. Like they were supposed to play a show with Crowbar at Chain Reaction. Really? Yeah. And then literally like the week of, it got canceled. And then the week after, the world shut down. Okay. So that, that was that. And then he had like a demo, which was awesome. And then he dropped his fucking masterpiece, the LP, on 200 Bucks Spin. And then the show was coming up. And then he hit me up because I think one of the members wasn't going to be able to like play guitar. Mm. I was supposed to play bass. And then he hit me up and I responded like a day later because I was like busy at work. I was like, yo, my bad. Like, I don't have bass equipment, but like if I can, I can borrow a good bass and like I'll play, I'll fill in. And he's like, oh, no, actually, we got a bassist. But if you want, you can be third guitar. So we're like, fuck, like, that's crazy. So I learned the songs and then played our first show or their first show um, like a cut during Roundside and Fury so you say yes to a lot of bands I like to like be part of a lot of bands mm. How, do you say no often? sometimes it just depends like obviously like my homies that hit me up to play like close homies I'll do it Yeah. just cause like that he's not sometimes that he will have like a lot of space in between like tours or like shows that like I'm not doing anything and I always want to do music yeah. So like when Big Brian hit me up for that, I was just like, all right, like I'm down. It's not clashing with anything schedule wise. Because technically the only band that's active is Dead Heat and then Human Garbage. Well, with Human Garbage, it's like what every you know, now and then. Like post like HG Army, there's like ten members. Yeah. So if I can't play a show, then someone else can play. It. So yeah. It's not like a big deal. Yeah. But Zimpali, it's like different. So. Well, like Dead Heat right now is that like, and we're talking what is it? Uh, where are we right now? Like December, you guys. The last show you guys played in LA was obviously the the Zebra Two Zombie show. Mm-hmm. But before that, you guys haven't really played, right? Is that on well, purpose? We, well, we played the Soul Search gig. And then oh, we yeah. played. Uh, did we play? We played Soul Search. We played the Saber Two Zombie gig for hardcore, and then sometimes we play like metal shows. Like we played this. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we yeah. played this weird fest with our homies and uh, Double Master. Yeah called Charge Noise it was like a Don Quixote it was like it was alright it was just like a different vibe but we we try not to play because sometimes we do play a lot and like I feel like for us at least like we need to like chill out do you, do you think do you think it's because the, the music's there the music's there like the image is there like everything is there like the, the album artwork is great like it's it's what I call tattooable. You know what I mean? Where like <laughs> if you re- if you like the band, you get you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. how you know a band's great because it's like the music is the base, the the like the base format. Then you gotta have like the album art where you gotta have an image. You gotta have like something that like okay these kids specifically will like. Yeah. And you guys have all that. I think is that what I think what held you guys back or not held you, held you guys back, but it's like you guys earned the hardcore realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if you guys would have started fresh, like the way you guys are right now in the metal realm. It is harder to like strive on. You know what I mean? Metal is a metal is weird. Metal is like it is weird, but like the thing, it's like every other like the LA scene is like so unique because like you have to like show show yourself out there. Like so like I think during Sound of Fury we did play a metal show. It was like a big thrash show. It was like Excel Whiplash. It was oh yeah. Awesome. yeah. That, but that was our first like technical like LA thrash show, and like 
we played that. A good amount of people came, but like it wasn't too crazy. It was like a cool. It was like a cool turnout. And then we played with DRI at the same venue, the Regent. And then that set was like insane. Yeah, it was like cool. And like people, we saw us from that show came back. And the thing about like the thing we learned from that Municipal Waste tour too and Crowbar tour was that like metal fans. It's like hardcore fans, but metal fans they'll stick with you forever. Really? If they like you, they'll like, the kid will find out about you at the age of like 14. And then when they're like fucking 50, they'll still be like a Dead Heat fan or like whatever band fan. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. They're like, they're like actual diehards and shit. Like oh, hardcore okay. kids are diehards too, but like, I feel like when people grow up, they kind of like, not want to go to shows anymore. No, yeah, 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 so. yeah. No, okay, that, that, that's, I never thought about it like that, but mm -hmm. it, that's very true. That's very, uh, that's actually very true. Yeah. And for us, it's kind of like we're, we're starting to play more metal shows, obviously, minus like tours, but like technically, like we have we are like not a new band, but in the realm of metal, we are. Cause yeah, we're starting to we're barely playing metal shows now. Yeah, I mean, so okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense. That makes, yeah, I, I didn't think about it like that, but that's very true. That's very, very true. Yeah, because now you guys, are, yeah, because I always thought of I was like, man, Dead He's always has like one foot in hardcore. And then like one like it's like I and I feel like it's hard for you guys to like thrive in hardcore now because like you're right like it's like once you're banned for like four years like it's like okay like what's next you know what I mean like nobody want to keep releasing new music yeah yeah, yeah. like oh shit you got the talk chiming in <laughs> it's like no but um but like in hardcore like I said like you could like no matter how long you're a band for it's like god damn it <laughs> um. Everyone let the duck shut the fuck Doesn't shut the fuck up Edit that out <laughs> Yeah we're gonna have to edit that out Minute 40 sir Um But like Like yeah Like a hardcore band Like I, I feel like Even if you release music Like the hype is not there Yeah you have to like Keep people interested And like playing shows and stuff I'm not, I'm not saying like We have like a good fan base In like LA And like definitely in Oxnard And like East Coast Places in the East Coast But it's just like you gotta keep releasing music that people like. Well, okay. Well, like you're a new band. As long as you're fucking good, people are gonna go off. But I feel like with you guys, it's like when you, because like, I think I remember you guys played that East Coast show with Tsunami and Spy. Mm. I was like, how like that kind of that kind of like. It's like, a different vibe. Yeah, like, it's like it's like hardcore kids are gonna go out there and be like, oh shit, like yeah. you know what I mean, like like it's like what I do, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like for us, like we've been a band for a minute now, so like we're technically like. And that part of like not OG, but like still like not as new. Yeah. And like Tsunami, they're not new, new, but like they're new and they're the homies and like Spy too, but like they're in a different realm. Their whole scene's like its own fiction. You know yeah. I mean? Like RBS is like a like a fiction, like not fictional, but it's like you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like people are obsessed over. It. Yeah. So like that's what younger kids are gotta like look at. And like we're lucky enough, like some kids, like younger kids, still fuck with us, but like. Like we still do like good on our own, but like it's just like you guys. Are, you guys attract the kids that come from metal into hardcore. Yeah, you guys are like that gateway band, basically, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because yeah. like threat crossover, right now there's not that many like crossover. Well, there is, but like it's like our homies in enforce their crossover, but now they're fully metal, and like well, there's a new crossover band, New World Band. They're awesome, but like still, it's just like some people still don't understand it you know yeah, like yeah. what the mosh parts are the mosh tunes well you know you said Enforce is now fully metal what are you guys are you, like for your next EP or record are you guys gonna be you guys gonna push the metal thing or you guys gonna keep it crossover definitely it's crossover yeah. like, there's definitely like there. I'll say there's like a track on the new EP it's like we have five songs that's like straight metal song but it's still like obviously writing all of us we always keep like are self conscious of like 
we are gonna play like a hardcore show. <laughs> so people need a mod gotta be able to mosh to it and shit. So well, because the new song you guys play live at the Sabres to the Zombie Gay, it's like the intro was like, damn, this is like borderline, like on the metal, heavy metals like side, like mm-hmm. could be a glam. Yeah. Riff, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, that's kind of like, I was like, I was interested. That's when I, it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, are you guys going to like, you know, because like the last record has songs like Last Call. Yeah. Last Call is straight up, it's, it's a glam. It's just a metal song. It's a glam song. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I would even call that like, like, you know, even a metal dude would probably be like, oh, this is like, what the fuck is this? It's like Cinderella. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. But, um, but, yeah, I was like, but yeah, I mean, I mean, what is, what, what do you think is the goal with Dead Heat? Just to write whatever, we're always going to write music that can attract hardcore people, but we still want to push the boundaries for ourselves and like, metal pushes boundaries because like you become a better musician and shit so it's just the perfect balance of that so and if we drop the ep and people like it like where we're going then we'll continue that way and if people don't then i've always my whole life my whole dream with like dead he is to write a record that sounds like desperate measures like Mm. leeway so that might that'll probably be like the next route of like lp3 whenever we write so there's lp3 in head yeah there's lp3 down the road yeah there's always good as long as me Vince Chris when he ever has like riffs in his head and then like Yogi Yogi doesn't have riffs but like he's just always down yeah Yogi's just down as drummer and like as long as we have like the drive and the push to do that which we still do then there's gonna be an LP3 okay since Daddy's like a whole new band members like almost Mm -hmm. do you think if one member quits or like tomorrow one member wants to leave you think you guys call it quits or you guys are there is still that drive in the band to be like no we gotta replace them and continue this like right now like Anthony left and we're we're trying to find like another replacement Lawrence is not gonna play bass and like he's like filling bass because like Vince he works a lot Oh, okay. And he plays on, he fills in on guitar duties because he's really good at guitar. Okay. But like, he can't, he be, can't a, be a full time guitarist. Yeah. So, and we want to tour and shit. So, we got to find like an actual. And Vince is like, Tranch is awesome, but like, Vince rips at bass. Okay. He's like in insane bases. Like, that fool, every time we play a set, fool's bleeding. Yeah. He's going so hard. You know what but, I mean? Yeah, that fool, you could tell the way yeah. he plays. Like, yeah. you could tell he's not like. He's a know. passionate musician. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, We've been having our homie Ricky from Take Offense and like Rod of Correction fill in. He's been awesome. But we just like, right now we're just like, we're just trying to play all the shows we have bugged, finish the EP, and then we'll worry about that. Okay. So that's like. Yeah, send your resume to Dead Heat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, Paranoic, Dead Heat. Is there, do you think you're gonna, you got any new bands left in you? Definitely, yeah. I wanna do like, like, I have like personal shit I'm doing, like solo stuff. But that's like at my own pace. Whenever yeah. I feel like touching it. What's so. another big band of that? Like, what? What's another Jane up band that's gonna sound like? If, if you make another like <laughs> legit band, what would it sound like? Or what would it? Black metal. A yeah. black metal band. Yeah, it's like most of the shit I listen to right now. So. What's your favorite black metal band of all time? What's your favorite uh, DSPM band? DSPM. Don't really have one. You don't like the, the, the like the. I guess like what like the Leviathan, I guess, but that's not really like considered that too. It's just like. The term of like DSBM for me is like all black metal is like depressing in a way. So yeah, like I don't really like have a DSBM band, but like my favorite black metal band of all time is Gorgoroth. Gorgoroth. So, yeah. Was it Gorgoroth? Who was your favorite Gorgoroth vocalist? Fucking best. Really? Yeah. Gorgoroth. Who's the one that sang on the Antichrist EP? 
I think it was pass. It wasn't goal. Yeah, it wasn't goal. I know it wasn't goal. Yeah, that that I think that's the best Overgrowth record. That is an awesome record. My favorite record's the uh the fuck sign of the, into, the sign of hell. Which is that one? It has a, it has a song Craig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But what what's uh what's the most underrated black metal band of all time? A lot. <laughs> there there is, but like a band that deserves like a, a like a stage and a crowd. Stage and a crowd. There's one band that dropped around this time at the same time as that band Stormkeep. Yeah. That dropped like last year, which is like melodic, like fucking epic black metal shit called Moonlight Sorcery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. band's awesome. Yeah. I think more people should find out about them because they're really good at their instruments and like, yeah. it's just bomb. You don't, you, so you don't fuck with like, you don't fuck with the uh, depressive, uh, TSBM at all? I do, it's just I don't like. You don't like sad music? No, it's like, it's not like sad music. I just don't like calling it that. I just, everything to me is like just black metal. Well, do you like fuck with Life, Life Lover? No, I don't really listen to them. Uh, Shining? Shining's cool. But, like, Silencer, that's, like, DSBM, too. And I fucking... I remember uh, X showed me Silencer, and it was cool. And then the full started singing. I was like, this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you fuck with Happy Days? No. <laughs> you, you heard of Happy Days? Yeah. I just haven't checked it out, because I don't like the name, so. Oh, yeah, it's pretty fucking yeah, I'm going to sound real obnoxious on this. Yeah. Like that stuff, yeah. Um, and what would your black metal band sound like? Just melodic, like, but like obviously, like one of my favorite current, I guess, like black metal bands, is this band called Sylvan Throne. They're from like Pennsylvania, and they're where they're like Gorgoroth worship. Okay. So they're probably like a mix of Gorgoroth and like older. So. Okay. Because I love older. Yeah, I don't really like older. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I think I mean I'm more like on the like noisy side of black metal. Yeah, I remember because when you. One of the first times we talked, you asked me about DSBM. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not really tapped into that. So. I like DSBM. I like, like, you know, like, like what everybody says Death Heaven is. You know what I mean? Like, mm. all that shit. Like, Woods of Desolation, uh, Nocturnal Depression, Make a Change Kill Yourself, all those bands. But I also like, like, the, you like Dragons of Sunlight? Yeah, they're awesome. I love that shit. Like, yeah. like noisy, like, it's almost like real, like, horror, I guess. Like, mm. real, like, based on, like, murders and shit. Like, yeah. I, like, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, that's like borderline like noise. Like, do you like yeah. noise? Yeah, I do. But it's like this uh, dragged in the sun. That band, fucking, he has like he does his acoustic parts, and so like there's still some some type of structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like I wouldn't like just like ah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. straight up like fools like noise project. Yeah, yeah, like but I like that like yeah like I don't know like that structure of noise. Mm. But that makes sense. Like 
Yeah, like Northern Tongues is fucking sick. Yeah. All that. I mean, I kind of like borderline Mersbound and then into that world, but then after that, I'm just like, it loses me. Yeah. For but, me, like, if I want to listen to something sad, I'll just listen to Funeral Doom. So. Okay. All right. I fucking hate doing music. Really? Yeah. yeah. I hate. I, I think that's like, I love everything in metal, like, all, like that has guitar, like indie, alternative, fucking. Like Brit pop, but or like even rock glam. I love I love glam, but Doom is just like fuck this. Yeah, like, it's just straight up fuck this. I hate this. But um, I think we're gonna ra- we're gonna wrap this up. Anything you want to say? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any fuckies you want to say? Fucking fuck change. <laughs> fuck change. Yeah, forever. All right, we're gonna do this or that real quick, and then we're gonna wrap it up. All right. Um, Death or Hatebreed. Death Ray. Metallica or Slayer. Slayer. Fanta or Coke. Coke. Coke or Dr. Pepper? Coke. Trucker hats or fitted hats? Trucker. I was like, you're on triple V's, I can't ask the next one, but... uh, Pantera? A Pantera obituary? Pantera. Crowbar or typo? Crowbar. Shit. Suicidal? Suicidal or Anthrax? Suicidal. Master of Puppets? Master of Puppets or Ride the Lightning? Ride the Lightning. <laughs> Shit. Uh, ducks are calling. <laughs> I know, the fucking ducks. My Chemical Romance or Paramore? Uh, I'll say Paramore because I don't really listen to both those bands, but there's a point in time where... Misery Business was like one of my favorite songs growing up. So, you <laughs> uh, <laughs> on front. You two or Oasis? Oasis. You two or The Blur? The Blur. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. You two's alright. You two's fucking. I have sick. like a beef with YouTube because they fucking put that album on their iPhones. Which one? It was like they had like a YouTube on like newer iPhones. They'd have the whole album there. And like that shit would piss me off because I don't want to listen to it. But you, they force you to. Listen. It will come with the iPhone. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, fuck that shit, fuck this band. <laughs> fuck that, yeah. yeah. Kendrick. Kendrick or Kanye? Fuck Kendrick. Kendrick. Early Kanye's dope, but Kendrick is like, he's like, Better to this day is like a visionary. So. XL or No Mercy. Fuck XL. Leviathan or Saster. I'd say Leviathan Because Zastler He's cool Zastler does like A cool Black Sabbath cover But all in all Fucking Z- uh, Leviathan Because Jeff Whitehead's like A dope ass artist So Boba Or ice cream Fuck Boba Doritos or Hot Cheetos Hot Cheetos Funyuns Or Fritos Fritos Okay I think we're going to leave it at that. Yeah, that was tough. All right. right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This was Jaina. Yeah. Thank you.